0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Jabroni Hour podcast. My name is Matthew Coughlin and today we got an exciting one, the Chicago Bears mock draft. I'm going to do one that's more unrealistic and then one that I think is more realistic. Uh, this is going to be the unrealistic one um, and it's not necessarily like crazy unrealistic. It's just like a lot of pieces would have to fall into place for all of this to happen. So it's not necessarily like crazy uh, but this would be like an ideal scenario of getting off some contracts and just really in general uh, just getting a better fit for the team. So the Bears pick at number one and number six. So with the number one pick, I traded it to the Oakland uh, or Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me, for Max Crosby and the number 10 overall selection. This gives the Raiders an opportunity to move up and draft a quarterback. And that's exactly what they did. They drafted Caleb Williams first overall after trading up. But we get Max Crosby, one of the best edge rushers in the entire league. Um, only twenty six years old, owed twenty one million dollars for the next three four seasons. I think it's a great move for the Bears, who definitely need an edge rusher now opposite of the new stud Montez Sweat. So you're getting both of your top two edge rushers, and then everyone else can file in behind them. Unique uh, and uh so out for the year. Um, and he'll be a free agent, and then Demarcus Walker signed a three-year deal. hasn't playing all that well. Um, he'll be having two years left on his deal, but he's gonna be more of a rotational guy. And then Sweat and Crosby are like your every-down defensive ends. Um, then at I pick twelve, I went ahead and grabbed uh, Zerhan Newton, or excuse me, Jerzhan Newton from uh, Illinois, the defensive uh, lineman. This is going to be more of your interior guy, um, and it's a replacement for Justin Jones, who will be a free agent at the end of the year, who's not necessarily good anyway. Uh, He was owed $7.5 million this year. Um, But once he walks, then you have a new defensive line. This is your new-look defensive line. So you have uh, Newton... At defensive tackle, along with one of your rookies from this year, uh, Gervon Dexter, Zach Pickens, one of those guys hopefully will be better by next year and ready to start. Then you have Andrew Billings as kind of your run stuffer that you can bring in as well. And then off the edge, you have your two studs, uh, Sweat and Crosby. And then you have Demarcus Walker um, and whoever else you bring in off the edge as well. I think that's a really good fit. Uh, For the defensive line that's been playing a lot better football recently. Really just since the Montez Sweat trade. That defensive line has really boosted its stock. uh, So that's a really good thing to see. Now moving on to the third round. No second round pick. Um, So we're going straight to pick 70. Where I'm taking Rod Moore, the safety out of Michigan. Now Rod Moore um, does play in the Big Ten. Which doesn't have the best passing offense. But he had a really nice year. Um, And Rod Moore 100% becomes the Eddie Jackson replacement. We'll talk about him in a little bit. But Eddie Jackson uh, owed $17 million this year, then owed $18 million next year, and then will hit free agency. Um, And then opposite of him is Jaquan Brisker, who was a second-round pick, but he's not looking all that great and really can't stay healthy. If you can't find a move to get rid of Eddie Jackson, you're still bringing in the guy who's going to eventually replace him. Uh, or when Jaquan Brisker and Neville gets hurt uh, then Rod Moore just replaces him Uh, round 4 pick 106 I went ahead and drafted Spencer Rattler quarterback out of South Carolina now the reason for this is because Spencer Rattler has tools, Uh, he's got the arm he's got the IQ, he's got the ability he just hasn't really been able to put it together all at once and drafting into a low pressure situation as a round 4 pick you can try to work to develop him Um, still not all that positive on Justin Fields just yet but Rattler is at least a decent backup then we went ahead and traded up from 118 to 110 also giving up 196 and this was in order to draft Georgia center Cedric Van Prawn. now the Bears interior offensive line definitely needs an upgrade um right now Lucas Patrick is going to hit free agency and then Nate Davis uh, who's been playing pretty poor is owed uh twenty three million dollars over the next two seasons. And then hopefully we won't have to see uh Dan Feeney or uh, Jatari Carter back on the field. Um so this will hopefully be our starting center from day one. And then we go ahead and move the Nate Davis contract. So get rid of that twenty three million, open up some opportunities, and we get that one eighteen that we traded and the one ninety six. So basically what we're doing here is trading Nate Davis and the twenty three million dollars to the Bengals, who Bengals definitely need help on the uh, offensive line. And then we trade up for Cedric Van Prano, who becomes our new starting center, and you reset the contract as well. It's a nice fourth-round rookie contract. Uh, Then at 137, we draft an edge rusher, Shamar Turner, out of Texas A&M. Had a really nice year this year, and he instantly becomes one of the top four edge-rushing options on the team uh it's so probably slots in at number 4 day 1, get some reps um with the first team D uh and the second team D uh and he should be a good developmental guy. He's got a lot of athletic traits. And we actually received pick 137 in a trade that sent Eddie Jackson to the Eagles. Um eagles are looking to build off their secondary they got kevin byard at the deadline they're still looking to upgrade the secondary they, they now they get eddie jackson for one year um 18 million and they give up 137 and 249 so now with 143 we draft drake nugent uh center out of michigan The hope here would be that he'd be able to move to left guard and occupy the spot that Nate Davis would be leaving. Um, Michigan, very dominant offensive line year in and year out, and Drake Nugent was a big part of that, 77 on his PFF grade this season. Um, Good at run blocking and pass blocking. Definitely something the Bears need to improve on, Um, need more versatile offensive linemen that aren't just good at one. Um, So Drake Nugent hopefully will be able to slide over left guard if he's not. He stays at center. Van Praan moves the left guard, one of the two. That's your new interior offensive line combination. In the sixth round of one four, 184, we draft Ben Sinnott um, out of Kansas State, tight end. He's really good um, and like a kind of like a, a sneaky weapon that you could throw on the team. He'd, for me, slot instantly in a tight end two. Um, Robert Tunyon and Mercedes Lewis, the other two tight ends, both. Set to hit unrestricted free agency, and he'll sip on Cole Komet, get a lot of reps at tight end, too. Um, and he could be a sneaky, decent pickup in the sixth round. Now, in the seventh round, I was just kind of surprised to see him here, but at 227, Xavier Restrepo out of Miami. And really, what we're getting here is a kind of a mix um, of Tyler Scott and Xavier Restrepo at receiver three, because I'm still holding on to the number six overall pick because I wanted to kind of talk about him last because he's the most important player we're getting in this draft, um on the offensive side of the ball at least, and then at round seven two forty nine we grab Josh Proctor a safety out of Ohio State, another guy in the Big Ten had a good year, um could potentially slot into the top four safety spot and make the roster, um. And if Eddie Jackson gets traded like we did in this deal, he could potentially be safety number three and is the backup for when Jaquan Brisker gets hurt and he plays opposite of Rod Moore, and you have two rookies in the back, uh, too. Now at number six overall, I drafted Malik Neighbors out of LSU, one of the best receivers in all college football, probably snubbed for the Koff Award. Um, but Malik Neighbors instantly becomes one of the best receiver two options that the Bears have had um, probably in years um I'm trying to think of the last time like the one I think of right now is Alshon Jeffrey and uh Brandon Marshall that's that's the receiving combination I can think of but Malik Neighbors is is such a good weapon um and basically what I'm looking at here is Malik Neighbors is a big time upgrade from Darnell Mooney you now have DJ Moore Malik Neighbors new look offensive line uh Ben Sinat and Xavier Restrepo you got a lot of new guy and Cole Komet you got a lot of new guys to throw to you got a lot of guys you're comfortable with if Fields can't succeed in that scenario then it's time to really think about what you're doing um and kind of look into the future and see like is this guy your guy I know he's kind of been playing well recently um and I don't think this is the draft necessarily for me to grab a quarterback in the first round. In this mock draft, Caleb Williams at one, Drake May at two. And then we have a big time fall-off to Jaden Daniels at twenty. And then Bonex goes at twenty-seven. So you have four first round quarterbacks. Uh one, two, twenty, and twenty-seven. Um I think Jaden Daniels might be worth a shot. Um, but there's just a lot of holes on the team in general that I feel like you don't necessarily need a quarterback now uh, that you can go with some other options that definitely can improve the team, and then you're a quarterback away. You get your quarterback next year maybe, um, whether that be um, in the draft or free agency or a trade, something like that. Um, but I'd like to see fields with one more opportunity with you know, a, a top-six pick uh, now at receiver. And then also, you know, just a, a better look offensive line, uh, better interior, really is what we're talking about here with uh, Van Prawn and Nugent at center and left guard. Um, then you got Tim Jenkins, a beast at right guard. Raxton Jones, a good pass blocker at left tackle, uh, and then Darnell, right the rookie this year, who's been decent uh, at right tackle. He'll have another year under his belt as well. But overall, um, a pretty good draft that ends up netting uh, uh, some big-time players. You get Malik Neighbors, receiver two. You get Max Crosby, one of the best edge rushers in the league. You get Zerhan Newton, who should be a run-stuffing and p- pass-rushing defensive lineman. Um, and then you get a new set offensive line, a new back two in the safeties, um, and then some potential weapons on offense as well, while also dumping off contracts of Nate Davis and Eddie Jackson in the process. And those now open up to potentially spend more in free agency so that's all for the more unrealistic version of the draft let's get into the realistic version so now we're getting into the more realistic one and at pick number one we trade this to the new york giants and the new york giants go all out to get their guy at number one uh Caleb williams and they give us number eight number 40 45 72 108 145 and 186 and then also give us Jason Pinnock, safety, um, who's young, young guy. Um, 24 years old, um, 70 great on the season, 67 run, 66 pass rush, 67 coverage. Overall, just a solid safety across the board. Slots into the top four. Um, well, slots in the top three, actually. Um, at number six overall, Brock Bowers, tight end, out of Georgia. This isn't just a tight end that you're getting here. This is a beast of a pass catcher run blocker and just threat on the field if you've seen Brock Bowers play in college he's one of the most scary players to go up against and he would be a force in the NFL um, and the Bears like that kind of run game style Brock Bowers would 100% help out that run game 100 100 100% I can guarantee you then we stick at number eight and we drive around Newton to uh, out of Illinois. We talked about him in the last draft. So now we don't get Max Crosby in a trade. So at number four, do we get Jonah Ellis out of Utah, and an extremely athletic and good pass rusher. Um, he slots opposite of uh, Montez Sweat. At 45, we don't get Malik Neighbors, but we get his teammate Ryan Thomas out of LSU. Uh, that becomes our number two th- option. Um, but now you have Brock Bowers and Cole Komet as well at tight end. So Now you're drawing attention away from the receivers. So DJ Moore, Brian Thomas, and then Brock Bowers, Cole Komet, and then another guy that we drafted in a little bit. Um, DJ James, cornerback out of Auburn, has had a really nice year, um, specifically in the pass defense, not so much the run defense. And then Tavondre Sweat, another defensive lineman out of Texas in the third round. Really, really good player. Um, Put him at the heart of that defensive line, nose tackle, and he'll do great things for you. He's kind of that Andrew Billings replacement. Um, And Justin Jones replaced by Newton, and then Sweat replaces Billings, and then you still have Pickens and Dexter. You have four now interior linemen that you could switch out. Tate Rutledge, guard out of Georgia in the fourth round. Um, This is your Nate Davis replacement. This is your um, developmental guy, Um, really athletic, really good. Spencer Rattler still at 108. I do like the potential upside there. You're not really um, giving up much uh, to necessarily just try to develop him. We go Howard Cross, the third defensive lineman out of Notre Dame. Um, he's kind of a do-it-all type player. And just someone good that you can have on your line. So Now we're looking at a defensive line that features um, Montez Sweat um, and Zach Pickens, Gervon Dexter, and then... Andrew Billings from last year, and then a whole new look um, with Newton, Ellis, Sweat, and Cross all coming in. Then in the back, we get Shiloh Sanders, safety out of Colorado, Deion Sanders' son. Um, he slots into the top four, um, and if Eddie Jackson gets cut, then he slots into the top three. Uh, Drake Nugent, center out of Michigan. We talked about him last time. This is your Lucas Patrick uh, replacement. Uh Michael Barrett, linebacker out of Michigan, has had a really, really good year. Um he slots in as kind of the the backup linebacker behind Tremaine Edmonds, who's had a terrible year, and then Pro Bowl, first team all pro caliber gear from uh TJ Edwards, and then Jack Sanborn, who's kind of just he's kind of just there, honestly. Uh he could be a Jack Sanborn replacement. Um I don't want to give up on Sanborn just yet, just because he's had like he's been decent. Um, but maybe you can do more of a rotation between Barrett and uh, Sanborn, but obviously that's depending on how Barrett does in training camp. Uh, Ben Sinnott, I think he's just too good of value uh, to pass up on at 186. That becomes your third tight end. Those are your three tight ends right there, Uh, Komet, Bowers, uh, and Sinnott. That's such a good top three. That's got to be easily the best three tight ends uh, or like top three tight ends on a team. Uh, then you get your slot guy, kind of your gadget player, Aina Smith, um, at 200, which is just a steal. So good at Texas A&M, so explosive. That's like, like I said, your gadget player runs sweeps, um, motion, uh, screens, all that stuff you're going to throw to him. Then we move to Marcus Walker and his contract to the Cardinals. Uh, we pick up the pick that we use for Iana Smith. Then we use this next pick that we get on edge rusher, Jasheen Jahe- Davis out of Wake Forest, another athletic guy um, who slots into the top six. Then the next pick we acquire, we use on Zion Fete, uh, or Fetu out of Washington, another athletic edge rusher, slides into the top six. So you got your whole new defensive line, basically. Josh Proctor, uh, we talked about him, safety out of Ohio State, slots in your top four. Um and what I'm hoping it would be in the safety department would be Brisker um would be the only guy that stays. And I don't want to give up on Brisker just yet because he is still really young. Um and he is his second year this year. Um but you get Shiloh Sanders and you get Josh Proctor, those guys set up in your top three and then at cornerback, I don't know what they're going to do on Jalen Johnson. If they re-sign Jalen Johnson, then they have Jalen Johnson, Kyle Gordon, Terrell, uh, Terrell Smith, and Tyreek Stevenson. and that's their top four. So then what do you do with DJ James? Um, I think GJ James is going to be a phenomenal corner, but also maybe you think about playing him at safety, and then you have him opposite of either Brisker, or Sanders, or Proctor at the other spot, and then that's a great top four safety s- squad. Uh, And then I ended up trading a 7th-round pick in 2025 to grab Jarquez Hunter out of Auburn uh, at 235. Um, That's just a backup running back to add to the team. Explosive player. um, Had a pretty decent season for Auburn. Um, But overall, like a good draft. um, And just realistically, just got better in a bunch of areas. Really dug into the trenches and then the secondary. Um, and then we also added some great offensive weapons. I feel like the Bears need to go for quality and quantity together, and I feel like they can do that um, if they trade down and pick up so many picks. And what I'm saying is quality and quantity. I'm looking for a quality prospect with good traits, but also a quantity of them. I'm not looking at taking the top guy at, at every spot. That's you know Caleb Williams at number one. I'm looking to trade down and get quality picks and quantity throughout the board rather than just one. I'd, I'd rather prefer the Bears to be throwing darts at the dartboard um, than just having a, a singular dart at the bullseye, if you know what I'm saying. But that's really all I have for you guys, um, these two mock drafts. They're obviously way too early mock drafts. I will definitely be coming out with more episodes in the future. Um, but thank you all for listening in to this uh, podcast from the Jabroni Hour. My name is Matthew Coughlin. Tune into our show from every Tuesday night from eight to nine p.m. And I'll see you guys next time.